Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Dance day, and today we're headed into the lab. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. I like it. All right. Welcome back to Into the Point with Kristen Burt. I'm Kristen Burt, and so excited for our World of Dance guests today. They are from the lab. So I'm going to introduce right here next to me, Victoria Little Sweets Hernandez. You're one of the members of the crew. Yes. Sitting just across from me, right over here, we have Trey Durego. And then director of The Lab, Valerie Ramirez. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So excited you guys are joining me because there's so much to talk about. We we talked about a lot off air, and I just think that the experience of what World of Dance has really brought not only to you guys, but I think to audiences in general, not just dance audiences, has been Mm -hmm. really incredible. Sure. Um, But I kind of want to start from the beginning with you guys because I think what you guys... And Carrie's in in the studio, too, over here. But uh, she's off camera. But what the two of you have created um, in West Covina, I think, is kind of amazing. So I would love to hear just how um, the idea came about for creating um, the studio for the lab. Actually, I mean, I got to say it was probably a little over 10 years ago. It was something that... I felt was lacking not just in our community but in general I felt like there there needed to be a place where we could kind of congregate and bring the youth and and anybody that really has a passion for what they do together to to share and I feel like when you connect with energy it it helps you bring out the things that you're best at and it helps you kind of discover new things that you maybe didn't realize you had in you or that you wanted to be and so I I feel like yeah it was like probably a little bit like over 10 years ago it was just like you know what if there was a center where we could have not just dance but we could have fitness and and tumbling and and all these other things that we could incorporate that that kind of really go together as a lifestyle that would be something that wouldn't just benefit the youth but it benefits the the people that the creatives behind it helping the youth you know everybody really gets that's the best thing about instruction and teaching and stuff is that everybody wins you know when you give that's a great feeling and when you receive that's a great feeling so those two things combined it just seemed to make sense and what made you were you living in West Covina like what made you create the studio here in in West Covina? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in East LA, Omani kind of area, and I had moved to West Covina a little bit later, and it, it felt to me like it was a nice kind of medium between Orange County and LA, you know, where you, where it was like, because a lot of our dancers and a lot of dancers in general, we travel to go where we want to mm-hmm. train, you know, so it's really important that, that you're centrally located in these areas that can benefit the most people. However, being so far, you know, 30, 40 minutes from LA or North uh, Hollywood, it, it, it can sometimes take you out of the scene, but it's also just close enough that it makes things reachable, you know, mm-hmm. it makes things possible. So for me, it was, it was West Covina because it was where I was living at the time, but it was also seemed to me to make the most sense for the family environment that I feel like we really provide at the studio. And, and you just touched upon this, and I thought this was super interesting, even when I was just like cruising around their website. You have everything from like weightlifting, kickboxing, yeah. tumbling, hip hop. Like this is the foundation of what the studio is yeah. about. 
And you, now that I saw that, I was like, I see that in the choreography, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It made so much sense to me. Definitely. It's been really important to me. Um, I re- recognized a long time ago that the more well-rounded you are and the more you open your, your mind to appreciate everything that's involved in what you do and recognize that it's not just one thing that can propel you to the next level, it helps you appreciate all these other things that are going to contribute to the things that you really want to be known for. So I thought it was, you know, if we're going to do dance, let's, let's be the the best athletes we can be at it so you know you open up a gym and you open up a gym you recognize how much strength training you need to have that you open up a weight room and it just kind of trickles down from there where you start recognizing how these other things really enhance what you're you know you're training for all right so for you guys how long have you guys been with the lab when did you you know start you know getting to know Valerie and everything um for me this is going to be my fourth year being with the lab and I met Valerie by just taking classes at the lab. I took their house classes on Tuesday and they had auditions for the team to be a part of the lab team and I auditioned and that's how I met Val and is like instantly like I want to be a part of this like I want to be a part of this journey that she's going to take all of these kids on. So you were about 11 or 12 at that time because you're 16 right now. Um, I was about 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, how about for you? So I, I was Mine was a little over four years ago. I had heard from one of my mom's friends about the studio, and so I had went just for one class, and when I was signing up, I got to meet Val and Carrie. And I had just taken one class, and I kept going back, and then after a while, I got to be a part of the team. Oh, I love that. Now, I'm going to ask, because dance purists are going to say, what about the ballet and the jazz and the contemporary? Um, Because your studio doesn't currently offer that, right? Correct. So... Are they going to other studios for that, or are you just um, are you encouraging them to do that, or are they just staying focused on what your studio offers? Yeah, no, I have so much respect for the fundamentals and like foundation and the technical side of uh, dance and and what that has to benefit, you know, even a dancer in hip hop. Um, and they're always encouraged to go and train in that. We don't specifically offer it because I don't have a strong understanding and knowledge or background in it. And I, I feel pretty strongly that if you're going to offer courses, you need to either be a specialist in it or you need to know people or hire people that can do that. And it hadn't worked out that we ever geared it that way because I wasn't really connected with people that were, you know, doing that sort of a thing. And the people that I was connected with or knew of, they already had their own establishments. So it was kind of one of those things where it just made sense to just keep pushing the things I felt comfortable in and felt that I could get to the next level with. So it was always like, hey, if you're going to train in those styles, you need to go check out these studios, you know? And it was kind of one of those things where they knew that that was something that they should pursue, but we didn't necessarily have it available to us in the facility, but that was something that they've always been encouraged to absolutely go train in and make sure they're, you know, widening their their knowledge of all the styles. Now, I know you said you had ballet slippers, so (laughs) you must have taken a ballet class somewhere along the way. Yeah, um, I, I I don't remember the name of the studio, but I had gone to a place for a little bit um, when I was going about to go on to So You Think You Can Dance. I had been doing ballet for maybe like two months, and so that's where I had my ballet slippers from. Oh, I love this. Now, you did make it to the academy last season. Yes, I did. To Joshua's team. Yes, I did. I made it to Joshua's team. And tell me about that experience, because I, I think you had a very good experience with that. Yeah, um, before I had done So You Think You Can Dance, I was a really, um, I wasn't a confident dancer at first, and it was one of the first things I'd ever done like by myself as an individual and it, it really as I was there I got to see all these other dancers that have already been like their names have been out there like they've been doing stuff by themselves for such a long time and it's what really boosted my confidence and it was like that first step becoming like an individual dancer too yeah that's amazing it's yeah. amazing that that experience brought you yeah. to that level too yeah. 
doesn't matter what the outcome was. No, it wasn't like for me when I went into it, I wasn't looking like, oh, I want to make it like all the way to the end. I just went in knowing that I want to be able to grow throughout and use that later on in life. And for you, your experience is kind of different than his, too, because you're primarily a street dancer. Yes. I mostly, um, my primary styles are popping, locking, and whacking, the funk styles. I love that. And so, for me, I've always focused just on being the best that I can be, which is when I go out and battle, I train very hard so that I can at least get to the top in my battles. And there's a few that I've won and a few that I've lost, but I always go back home knowing what I need to work on and working harder to get to my goals. That's really important. And tell us who you've been training with because this was kind of amazing and I'm like, where do you <laughs> find them? Um, I've always trained with OGs. So from Soul Train, you've probably seen a bunch of your favorite dancers on Soul Train and I've been privileged enough to dance with them and to be training under them and they've taken me under their wing. So. And where can people find them? Because that's what I was like, is there a studio that they're all yeah. hanging out in? She's like, MacArthur Park. Yeah, if you go to um, <laughs> MacArthur Park in Long Beach, the Homeland Cultural Center, uh, that's where you'll find them here in... Um, here and then they go there and there you at least see like one of them there or like two of them there I've that's where I started out and that's how I got to meet all them and that's how I started dancing um like in my style and popping was there at MacArthur Park I think that's amazing and if anyone has not seen Soul Train head to YouTube after yes, the show definitely. not right now but after the show <laughs> and and make sure to, to check it out because I mean this really is some fundamentals of yes. what street dance was that was brought to mainstream mm-hmm. America which I think people need to understand yes. like because mm-hmm. everyone just thinks oh well hip hop showed up somewhere around like 85 right. no, yeah. no 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 <laughs> much earlier it's been around than that. much earlier than that and it's really important to know your history of what you're going to be dancing in so if you're going to be dancing hip hop go back and you know learn your history it's good to just know where it came from, how it started, and how it's evolved today. Well, I really appreciate that because I am always on people of like, if you need, if you know, if you want to be a Broadway dancer, do you know what Michael Bennett is? Do you know what Fosse yeah, is? Are you right. encouraging your students to? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the like special things about when I met Sweets was that she has the discipline of a freestyler, which when you're a freestyler, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get what you put in. And sometimes when you're on a team, you have you know, different energies where you maybe have certain kids that are really trying and certain kids that are not. And that's just the typical standard of how it always goes on teams. But as an individual, you know you're only going to get as far as what you put in. So she already had that mindset coming in. And then she already had the knowledge of, you know, the culture. And I think that was really important to have her in the group because of that. That was like such a such a specialty thing to me to for her to have that at such a young age too you know because she was amazing as a dancer but when you have the knowledge and you have the mindset to me that's just that's something that's really going to propel you to the next level so that was really cool about sweets and that's definitely something I feel like we pushed probably more this year trying to venture out and do some of these shows and stuff we kind of stopped and and settled into like hey like let's think about what we're doing here you know it goes far (laughs) beyond the choreography the 90 seconds or whatever we're doing on stage what makes that more special is the chemistry the connection understanding what we're doing the purpose behind it so I think us really digging deeper into why we do it who did it before us why we're doing it now Mm -hmm. is really what helped the kids kind of Connect. connect on a different bond yeah I've got to imagine that the world of dance experience also brought that to life for you guys because if for you're sure. standing backstage and you're like, hello, Lay Twins in Eastwood, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, just someone like me who's a dance fan, my head probably would have exploded looking at what yeah. the backstage was, area looked like on yeah, certain days. It was, it was it stacked. Was, yeah, there were so many ama- like, amazing, amazing dancers that like almost everyone knows about and just being backstage with them and getting to watch them practice and watch them run on stage, it was like... We felt like being a little kid, like, watching all your inspirations. And 
it, yeah, it was just it was amazing just to be a part of all of that. I remember walking in the first day, and it was kind of just our rehearsal and everything, and, and they had a couple of the groups there. I know Kuna and Mari were there, and, and the twins were there. And, and I just looked around, and I was like, you know what? Whether they get past the first round or not, just for them to be in the same environment as these people, these greats that are such wonderful examples for the kids to look up to, that was enough for me. It was kind of like that was the win right there, being mm-hmm. able to get them to that stage because – you know, auditioning and, and making it through and all that, like, sometimes you audition and then you get, you get cut and, and you don't understand that you were just right on the other side of something, but they were able to get to the other side of it, and that was enough. And sometimes when you get to the other side, you just keep wanting more, and that's natural, but it was the weirdest satisfaction for me to see them just be placed in the same room as those people. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to do something for them that would change them to be able to train harder, train Definitely. with more commitment, yeah. more more intent, and, and that's special because you don't you can't create that in a dance room. Right. I can't create that in a conversation. Yeah. That's something you have to experience. And it makes you a little bit more hungry, too, because you're like, yes, what else it does. Out there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. holy cow. Well, how did you get on the show? Because I, I've interviewed, I feel like everyone from Ian, Kyle, Van Newkirk, everyone had a different experience of getting on the show. Sure. Were you guys invited um, and then submitted a tape? Did you do the L.A. auditions? We were we were invited and we submitted a tape and we made it to the L.A. callbacks. And from the L.A. callbacks, we got the call saying they wanted us for the next round, but it was still kind of on hold because they weren't sure. I think they were still narrowing down. And I just remember us getting that official phone call, like, hey, like, you're, you're one of the top <laughs> that teams crazy. that we're putting on. <laughs> and, yeah, we went back and delivered the news to the kids. And it was just kind of one of those things that when you talk to them, you say, this is what we're setting out to do. You immediately get an energy like, oh, we're on the show. But then yeah. we settle back down and say, like, hey, we're auditioning for the show. We may be good enough for the show, but that doesn't mean we are entitled to the yeah. show. Yeah. So, so it was stages to getting there. I think that helped the appreciation for when we finally mm-hmm. got that phone call. As they knew, it's, okay, it's get the routine good enough to be recognized. Then get called in. Then be have to deliver under pressure. Then from there have to be rem- memorable. You have to be remembered out of all the people that yeah. submitted. So they knew that. In building their set, they knew that everything that they put in was going to help them get to that next stage. So to get that result is something so special. Because I tell them, I was like, there's tons of people that work hard. There's tons of people that deserve to be there. But not everybody always gets the opportunity. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I think their appreciation and, and just their their love for what they do, it really shows. And, and they're really great kids that way because they, they respect the process, you know, and, and that's that's special. Yeah, and the process is the hard work that you guys yes. did. Yes. Yes. I know that. Um, did you have any hesitations when you got the initial call, like, hey, we would like you to possibly do this new reality dance competition <laughs> show? I think some people were just like, okay, give me more information. And once people started hearing, like, this is who is involved, this is how it's going to go, nappy tabs, they are co-executive sure. producers. I think that made a lot of difference to people and reassured people. Absolutely. I mean, they're brilliant. And anybody that's looking to kind of branch into the industry knows that if you're working with nappy tabs that's just a a good thing it's a great thing you know and so Mm -hmm. and they're they're amazing because they have both worlds to to help the the artist and the dancer understand what they need to do to get to that next level but they have the production side of things that helps us grow beyond just dancers beyond just the regular stage we're used to so that knowledge that they they really shed on everybody they work with is is something for me that just blew my mind to be able to work with them on that level Mm -hmm. but you know I I wasn't necessarily hesitant to be on a dance show I was hesitant for the TV show side of things because at the end of the day you can have a great routine and it's TV so they had to know that going in you know like we will give everything we got and you know we'll, we'll train as hard as we can and we'll be appreciative of the results 
whether they're what we want or not. Yeah. We just understand yeah. it's a growing process. The only hesitation was just really that you can't predict TV, and you know, TV's a different ball game. So that was my only hesitation. But you know, at the end of the day, the hesitation's like one person. Yeah. And, you know, you really shift that to the yeah. side. When you <laughs> well, recognize. And it's hard. They ran out of time. Like this could have been a two-hour show, I think, right. on every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes you're like, wait, 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 I need more. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and some acts we didn't get to see as, as much as others mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think they have a good problem on their hands where sure. people are left wanting more. And hopefully, we'll see that for next season. Yes. Um, so when you get the call and you officially know you're going on the show. Do rehearsals start like next day, mm-hmm. nine a.m. Here yep. we go. Yes, they yes. That hour. <laughs> next day, that hour. Really, um, that's what's kind of cool about these kids. They're they're so clutch. Like literally, we'll get the call about some good news or bad news, even. And you know what? We just everybody really has a commitment to what we're doing, and we just we know we got to do what we got to do to make it happen. And yeah. they knew the next day, okay, it's time to put in work. And I mean these these are young kids, and they're they're not even the same level of experience as each other because they're different ages. They couldn't be. I mean, our youngest is nine, and, you know, our oldest was 16, 15. 15 on the show. She's yeah. like, I was 15 on the show. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. and, and Kaya, the little one, which we, I was asking him, like, how old is Kaya? And they're like, nine. Kaya, 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 Kaya. Kaya, yeah. I was like, nine. I was like, holy cow. And she had just turned nine. Like, she was yeah. eight. Yeah. So she was a young nine. She was eight through She's the whole young. process of, of kind of getting built up into it, and then she turned nine. Um, a little late. before. Yeah, we, like a couple we, months before. Yeah. Okay, so you guys must all be like big brothers and sisters to her yes. because, yes. As, you know, when someone's a young nine, for sure. Kaya, you have to like just make sure the nerves are okay. That she's 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 funny yeah. though. She's, she's she's one of those she, kids that just stages her home. Like she just there's there's some sense of I don't know if it's because she's nine, but she no fear. The no understand fear. That. No fear. She she literally she can get in front of any odd any size audience and just deliver. She's just one of those kids that has it. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Now, I know you I was talking about this with Trey. Like, the, the size of the crew has been bigger, smaller. Sure. I know I saw Hip-Hop, Hip Hop International. I think it was six of you guys. It was ten on the show. Yes. How does the, the crew fluctuate? Like, how do you decide who's performing what? You know, I think that's kind of a, a unique thing about our studio is we're we're kind of known for both. We're known for our crews, but we're known just as a studio for classes. Mm-hmm. And what we do is per, like, project that we involve ourselves in, we just really look at what we're working with and what we think we could be successful with it, and we just assemble the group. And it's it's not necessarily a brand-new group every single time. And sometimes it's one person adds in, sometimes it's four, sometimes mm-hmm. it's three leaves, sometimes whatever it yeah. is, just because we want these kids to be able to pursue their individual careers in, and, and support that and, you know, really nourish that. But then we also know that there's going to be a time where team is what's going to help that individual career down the road. So we really just try to put everything together with what makes sense for the families and, and the ages that they are. And that's kind of where it is. And we have, you know, a handful of kids, probably up to about 50 that we do the selecting process from. But at the end of the day, it's really everybody supporting everybody. They understand, you know, we do every, our intentions for anything we do is to be successful and to do it with love. Mm-hmm. So everybody respects that and just knows that, you know what, if we get selected, great. If we don't, we keep working. Yeah. Right. And there's, there'll be another opportunity so down the road. Yeah. Well, I've got to imagine that the opportunities now are probably coming in like crazy right now. I know you guys were saying, because we were talking about school and how yeah. that had changed um, yeah. for all of them. And they're like, I might have to homeschool or I don't know whether I'm going back to you've been homeschooled yeah. for a while but that's going to be a really interesting shift I know for you yeah it's it's it was really at first like the thought of it was a little scary because it's something that you've known for so long like throughout your whole childhood you think oh like school is one of the things you remember and to change that it's a little scary at first but when you think about it it's to benefit yourself in the future mm-hmm. so once I realized that I was all in yeah 
That's great. Because this kid, I mean, he's like that 4.0, like perfect grades. And it's crazy because that for him, you know, it's a priority. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's his discipline. That's not even somebody pressuring it. That's just kind of how he's built and his standard for himself. And so that was that was a hard balance for him, too, because he loves what he does and he loves school. But he's he's found a maturity in knowing how to understand what's best for my future. Okay. Essentially, that's what schooling is to help us do, is to set up our future. So yeah. he's been able to just kind of maneuver his thoughts to say, like, yeah, this is what I have to do. And you know, But the education's still important, though. Absolutely. You, know, yes. you, know, that's, yes. you have yes. to, like, as some days when you're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, it really is the foundation yeah. for, even if you don't go on to dance, you know, Absolutely. 10 mm-hmm. years later, yeah. you, you always have that to fall back on, which is yeah. amazing. Now, I want to talk about um, the two rounds that we've seen so far. We know the cut is tonight, and we can't talk about it. Um, and no one will talk about it. That's the good thing. I've been, I have been—I was telling them, I'm like, I've had enough um, World of Dance people, and no one's talking. I'm like, <laughs> other shows, people sing like canaries. And this show, everyone's like, no, no, not saying yeah. a word. And I love that, though. Yeah. I was like, everyone has a great respect for the outcome. Yeah. So. Um, but let's talk about that qualifying round. Sure. How nervous were you it, guys for that first it one? It was... Um, well, one, it was like our first time going on stage for the show, and I think we were a little, we were really, really nervous, but we had been preparing for a long time, so we were confident, but you have to show that you're confident, but the inside, like, we're all, like, we all, like, shaking so hard, but it was, I feel like that was what really set it off for us, like, that was what, after we were on stage, we realized, like, oh, like, yeah, like, this is real, like, this is, this is a real competition, and we really need to compete. And I think that's what set it off. And with the judges' feedback, it really motivated us to keep working hard how we did for the first um, episode and just to keep doing that. How nervous were you watching from the sidelines? Because there's nothing you can control at that point. You have to let them go and let them do it. You know what's funny? Uh, in all honesty, I was pretty angry <laughs> because I was, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty tough coach, and, and they know that. My expectations for them are to deliver what they're capable of. You know, and I had seen these kids, like, deliver things that I didn't even – I shot at them, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's not going to happen. And then they come back, and they do it, and I'm like, okay, like, these kids, their, their possibilities are really endless. So then when I see them get inside their head and get nervous, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm there to just nip that in the butt. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is what you want. Why would you spend all that time working? You know, why would you really sacrifice the things you, things you sacrifice to the time you get to enjoy it to allow those nerves to set in to where mm-hmm. you can't even yeah. have the play? Because I always tell them, you work so hard, and this is your play. This is, like, this, this should be the... This is the fun part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to channel that when you're, you're a perfectionist. When you want to be so great at what you're doing, all you can think about is not messing up. Yeah. But that's really what breeds more mess ups is yeah. when that's our energy so they were I was I was in that mode with them where I was just like snap out of it like you yeah. gotta snap yeah. out of it and you gotta engage in it and that's not easy to do at any age you know but especially when you're, you're a kid and you know you're, you're trying to to not only please your coaches but yourself and your family and everybody and that pressure got pretty big so I was intense with them that first round watching it and I was nervous because I knew what they're capable of Mm -hmm. I was just praying they were going to get out there and you know Mm -hmm. like do that but to see how they step up and manage under pressure I mean it's it's just not easy and so you know I'm always proud of them regardless but it's it's just in me to just keep pushing them till they're till they're where they need to be (laughs) how was the stage how challenging was it I've heard a lot about you know the, the theater circular, in the round, the yeah. circular stage, it, yeah. and the lights. A lot of people mm. were saying some of the tumbling was was tough because the lights were all over the yeah. place. It, it's hard yeah. to spot. Yeah, it's it's really it's different because we're used to, we're competing like studios, so a lot of the things we do it's like a square stage, and it's like in like the auditorium we're in, it's like in the back, and everyone's yeah. sitting there watching. 
but it was it was really different to be in the center of the room and it's to be a circular stage and especially for it to be TV so there's like so much lighting so many cameras and so it was a different experience and I think yeah I would agree because for all the tricks and stuff like all the lights all the cameras it like kind of gets in your head and so it kind of distracts you a little bit but that's what it comes down to you need to um like you can't get distracted from that stuff you just need to focus when you're on stage i got he got distracted too one of the times in one of our texts and it was crazy this kid will hit every trick every single time like he doesn't really miss and then one of his tricks one time he went and he came down and he landed the wrong way like facing a different direction and it <laughs> oh threw him yeah off. it's because oh, he was yeah. twisting and i think those lights like it you lose threw your it spot off, right yeah. never like wait yeah. did trade like never like i've never <laughs> yeah. even seen him turn the wrong way and it was just like it's one of those things though it's like that switch that you know like change yeah. of the it took a set designer it, yeah. <laughs> to mess you up yeah <laughs> we're gonna make a theater in the round with tons of lights yeah. <laughs> yeah. at least it was in tech though yeah yeah, yeah for sure it, that tech's a time to, to really make the mistakes things. and work oh, them out bugs. Yeah. yeah I've heard a lot about this day just and and Kyle who's a tapper was like it was so slippery he was like it was I like bet. ice mm. he said it was really hard to dance yeah I think for me when we first walked onto the stage our first ever tech I wanted to immediately like point something out that would give me like an excuse like oh my god like I'm gonna like this is gonna be hard yeah. for me and for me the stage was kind of like this this desk yeah. kind of like this material and I was like oh my gosh this is gonna be so hard and then I was like no 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 it's not like as long as I deliver what I'm supposed to do and just like throw that idea out the door I'm gonna be fine and I was totally fine but it's like I, I honestly like, like that's so true it's so easy to just get inside your head and look for the things that are gonna make us mess up yeah but it, it's true it's like I mean technically we have those same setbacks in class we just don't really recognize them yeah. as a setback because there's not the same pressure mm-hmm. right and you're also in familiar surroundings right. with, yeah you know right. everything People is like you know I know this. Yeah, yeah. I know it. So that's so interesting. So how about facing the judges? Because you have, like, when they assembled this panel, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Hey, J-Lo, by the way, Derek Huffin, let's just throw Neo on there. I, I mean, come on. Um, when you got those first scores, because they were outstanding scores, I think you averaged 90.3, yeah. I think, was the total for qualifying. Mm, yeah. Or 91. 92. 90, 91.3, I think. 90, yeah, yeah, 91.3. You yeah. got it. Yeah. So that... I mean, were you just like, I think I'm going to throw up just waiting for these? I mean, you guys had a great routine. You must have known that, like, in your gut. It was, uh... I don't it's, feel like you really know it. Until yeah, you, know. you don't, you you don't, don't. know until you it don't. happens, because you, you have to go in with confidence, like, so then, like, you're confident enough in yourself that you'll deliver, but then again, like, it's still, you, it's still that unknown part. Like, you don't know for sure. Right? That's why you always need to work hard to make yeah. sure, to try and make it as big of a chance that it can be to make it. I think we were very, like confident in the dance that we put out there but every day we always um dealt with the issue of like challenging ourselves like could we make it better can we change something to make it better Mm -hmm. we weren't totally satisfied with what we had but in the end when that day came we're like it's time like it's time this is it and hopefully it hits and it did so and and it was Derek that pointed out your 540, right? He's like, yeah. who did the 540? Oh, yeah. Who did? <laughs> yeah. He was kind of impressed with I that. was yeah. amazed that he even knew, like, what that was. Like, yeah. I was like, wow. Like, he spotted he knows that the stuff. out. Yeah. Derek Huff knows all. Trust he, me. Yeah. He's so well-versed in all styles. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what is one of the yeah. wonderful things yeah. about having him on the, yeah, on the on judging the, yeah, panel. Yeah, on the show, there's so many times where, like, he points out, like, different stuff, like, different techniques and all this other these other styles. And it just shows how, like how he's meant for this show because he's so versatile and he knows mm-hmm. so many styles. So, 
like he he can actually like pick things out of every single style that he watches. Yeah, don't like think that it's just the ballroom. And yeah. that's where dance history also comes into play because if you're watching like different things on YouTube and I know he's very well versed on classic film and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. You're going to know what these things are and mm-hmm. you're not just like who, who did the flip, you know that yeah. kind of thing. Like he right. knew it was a 540. So Yeah. That must have been kind of awesome. It was at the moment I was I was still like stunned. I was stunned because <laughs> of like the stage and all the people, but then it was really like not even when I got off stage, just when the episode aired. I just mm-hmm. realized, like, how grateful I was just to be able to get noticed. And not even just for me, just for the team in general, just to get good feedback how we did. Yeah. And it was just something that was really motivating. Yeah. So you guys make it, because the cutoff was 80. You guys are at, like, 91.3. <laughs> um, now where do you go? Because this is the this was, I thought, interesting. With, with some contestants, they went back and reworked their entire routines. Mm-hmm. And other people said, I have to stick with what I know. What did you do with the kids? Push them to the next level. But you did you to. primarily keep the, the foundation of what you had for the duels, or did you switch a few things? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to go with what your strength is because that's going to be what they're going to feel most comfortable delivering. But they knew that, okay, you had, you know, three or four moments in your first set that had these blow-ups and, like, this big crowd appeal. You can't go back in your second set and just do yeah. a bunch of choreography mm-hmm. in a room full of people that are amazing at choreography and expect that to get us to the next level. Mm-hmm. So they were really challenged that second routine because they were outside of their comfort zone several times in it. Yeah. I think one of my biggest things was that we had never done such a significant theme before we had never done like a themed piece and like we wanted to really do a themed piece because you know it's tv you have to do something where it's going to be rememberable like everybody's going to remember and even to like today like there's still people are like oh you're part of the lab the people who did the boxing set and so like that was really like a home run for us like being able to step out of our comfort zone but still be rewarded yeah because you need to be in because the whole time throughout the piece you need to be in that character you need to show the body language of yeah. like an actual fighter and it was something we needed to adjust like and it's athletic it. yeah. oh, it's yeah. very athletic it, it's like dances you know the, the the there's athleticism in the fact that you're you know you're moving for two minutes straight or whatever it is but then to add on top of that tricks and blow ups and stuff like that it was really demanding for them because mm-hmm. it's it's demanding on our bodies when we're you know getting the proper rest and fuel and all that and these kids are you know they're going just around the clock trying to yeah. make these routines happen and the time frame we have to have them happen in so they're really just having to pull this out of nowhere you know and <laughs> a lot of them hadn't trained in, in that level of intensity before mm-hmm. you know like like sweets really does she doesn't have a tumbling background so just, that's not something you just pop in overnight yeah. that right. is like years of you weren't of doing a 540 huh no <laughs> in my dreams no <laughs> well you know it's it's also really interesting too you guys brought up the concept aspect of it neo was like i'm not sure about the concept and i and we said this on on the show because we, we had tanya um from mm-hmm. the posse tanya kuzio okay. was here that week and i was like I love the concept. And she said, she goes, it was such a strong concept and very well executed. Like, she was very complimentary of what you guys had done on the oh, stage. And I was cool. like, I thought it was really funny that Neo was like, I wasn't sure. And I was like, <laughs> to me, like, I understood exactly what you were going for from start to finish. And you guys sold it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't sure what he was going for with that I, comment. I get what he's saying because... I think Neo has a, a picky eye. I think he, mm-hmm. he looks for the individual, you know, and I don't know that he has, like, a, a wide-scale view of the team. I think he scans through. And mm. when you do that, you you notice more flaw, you know. Mm, and And I feel yeah. like if, like, okay, you're watching, you're like, this is good, and then you watch somebody, and then maybe they're not in full character – 
or it was so characterized that you thought they just weren't going as hard yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I was trying to balance of what his feedback was, was that, you know, possibly there was so much focus on me trying to be this, like, aggressive boxer that I forgot to just really kill what, you know, my choreography was. Yeah. So, you know, and, and they knew that. I mean, and they knew that actually on that <laughs> round. I thought they did well delivering something they weren't comfortable with, but I had seen them even do that round better in tech, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and and yeah. it was just one of those things that it's when it's outside your comfort zone, it's kind of a gamble on what you're going to be able to deliver mm-hmm. um, but I understood what he was saying that actually helped me understand like okay you know what maybe we do need to just have a, a, a better balance you know on our scale of what we're, we're producing and stuff to me there's no bad feedback Ever. No, there never is, and it's always like how you take the constructive sure. criticism. Mm-hmm. I had asked Ian about that too when I felt the very first week he did it, and they were like, mm-hmm. eh, "It's too laid back." And to me, I'm like, "That was classic Ian, sure. right there." But he said, "You know, I didn't get mad." He's like, "I'm not going to please everyone," but it also was a reminder for the duels, like what I needed to step up and where I needed to go. That's so. competition. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's these people's perspective on what they want. So mm-hmm. if you want to be successful at it, you got to be able to balance their feedback with what you do. Right, that, and that makes that's a great point. Um, and you guys battled Boys of Temecula in this yeah. round. Yes. Did you guys pick? Did you know like at that point, or was it kind of assigned, or who was left? No, we they they allowed us to pick. I thought that was a really cool, yeah, role. really was... weird at first because we were like, this is awkward because we're not confrontational. Yeah, like our group, no, that, yeah. we're 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 like very like just friendly, and you know what, we're just happy to be there next to anybody. So. It was just, it was a little uncomfortable for us to pick, but then I also thought it was kind of a cool concept because it allowed you to pair with what you felt you were comfortable, you know, going up against in a battle, which is not always the case. So with Boys of Temecula, I think um, they were shocked we picked them, but for us, there were so many similarities. And I mean, these are studio trained kids. These kids come from a studio that, you know, just having that same competition background to me made it more fair. I mean, they, they were larger in number, but we felt that that was a help in balancing out like our, our difference in scores and stuff because they thought they were one of the lower scoring teams we were one of the higher scoring teams you know but we were trying to balance that out with well you guys have so much more to work with mm-hmm. here we had a smaller group so we were kind of balancing it out that way yeah. mm-hmm. and for us you know they're they're strong and, and to me they, they were just strong mm-hmm. in a different way and so I thought that was exciting to just be able to you know that was really yeah. going to come down to mm-hmm. perspective like if you know which one kind of delivered it so you know, putting us up against somebody who was maybe more identical in style to us, I mean, probably would have been good for TV or a good showdown mm-hmm. as well. We just felt like the age range and, and where they were from and all that just made sense for our group. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I guess that's what you have to go with, too, yeah. when it comes yeah. to this particular round. When you're both standing on stage and waiting for that mm-hmm. score, because, you know, it, it does, it makes a difference, because the qualifying round, you're just working as a team, and you're just trying right. to qualify. Mm-hmm. Now right. you're up against another group, and you're yeah. like, holy cow, this could be it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this yeah, right. it, it's a scary thought. Like every every single time you're on that stage, you, it, there's always that thought in the back of your head, like this could be the last time I'm on this stage dancing. Mm-hmm. So that's why every time you're on there, you need to deliver and go your hardest because you never know that could be the last time you're on that stage. Yeah. And this has been such a huge opportunity. So when you yeah. then find out we're going through. Is it hard to celebrate? Because it's it's that weird thing of like I'm yes. so excited. It's, I'm sorry for you. You guys were great, right? I no. think it, it was yeah. You can see on the show too. Like before, like we when they said our name at first, like we were excited, but like it wasn't like oh we need to go like yeah. like go to them. Like we all like kind of like f- like not like felt it, but like it was the right thing to do. Like we felt like mm-hmm. it was the right thing to do to it just makes sense. Yeah, like congratulate them too for doing so good on the show. Like just because. They got out doesn't mean like yeah. they're not as good dancers. Like if anything, it were the same. It was just perspective and how they saw the routine. So I, I even I did. I went to like all the guys and I was like, 
like good job like i wanted to con- we all congratulated him because mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a fair fight and it was just how they saw it in the end yeah yeah i mean there's a reason it's called the olympics of dance you're not right. you know like they're not going to send me to world of dance let's just be honest <laughs> you know what i mean so um there's a reason all of you guys made it to the show to begin right. with yes. and i yes. think yes. that that's what people need to remember, remember yeah mm-hmm. on, when it comes to that um I want to talk a little bit about backstage because when we had Tanya here, she said that your group, the lab, and then the posse oftentimes would stay all the way to the end. Like a lot of the juniors would like go home and their taping day was finished. And she was like, we would always stay around and watch everyone because she's like, I think it felt like great for everyone to see what else was happening and learn from that experience. Absolutely. I mean, the... They couldn't get enough of the show. I mean, as exhausting as it was, if you would have asked them if they wanted it any other way, they would have said no. You know, they they would have slept in the the studio. <laughs> slept yeah, there. I Universal City. There. Yeah, we slept there. I just think that they they were able to take so much from what was going on around them, and I think they we were just trying to capitalize on any opportunity to just get more comfortable being there because yeah. that's really what's going to change your nerves. It, it's just feeling like okay. I've seen the stage enough or I've been in the, the studio enough that, okay, I can do this. And, you know, it, they did a certain amount of visualizing prior to getting there. So then when you get there, it's not that big of a shock, but it, you can't still control that you're seeing it for the first yeah. time. So the more times you see it as a dancer, performer, that's when you start getting in your zone and it starts fueling you versus scaring you. Mm-hmm. And so for them, that was just important for us to just be around as many dancers as possible, be around the stage, the practice rooms, whatever it was. If it, they were offering it to us and not kicking us out, we were there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Who were you so excited to see backstage? Because like I said, I'm like, if, if you had thrown all these people in front of me, I would have been a little starstruck. I think for most of the team, well, all the team, we were most excited to see our brothers, Kinjas. Like, yeah. we're really close to Kinjas, and they use the lab, and, like, they always come and visit. So to be around them and, like, for them to be encouraging us throughout the whole show, and they were just, like, really just big brothers to us was really yeah. exciting. And then personally, I like seeing Keone and Mari. Like, yeah. they're just so inspirational they're to amazing. me. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was all those, like, I'm pretty sure, like, all the people on the team, like, at least had, like, one person from that show that they've looked up to since they're yeah. little. Like, all, I, almost all the people from, like, the uppers and the teams, like, they're all just so, such well-known dancers, and they've already, like, they're established, and they're, they're just amazing, and it's just people we've looked up to for a long time, and just to see them in person and see them do what they love, and it's what we love, too, and get to share the same stage. That's I think that's like the biggest payoff out of all of it. I know you guys are never. I mean, when else is this all going to happen? Where they're just like all in one room and it's contained. And I yeah. think it's it's season one. It, it there won't be another season like it. Mm-mm. I mean, mm-hmm. how how do you replicate? No, that it's, that's what I said. You'll yeah. always have season one and the magic of what it created. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah definitely. I think season one is kind of one of those things that, like, you're just, whether you made it to the end or not, you're just really blessed to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, to say that that's who I got to be in a room with. That's who I got to share my passion with, with that surrounding me. And everyone's talked about the the backstage camaraderie. Like, everyone was very supportive of everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because that colors your experience and your memories the further away you get from yeah. it. So, yeah. like, six months from now, you're still going to remember what happened backstage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and everyone, how people treated you. And- oh, yeah, like, definitely. Like, when people were going on stage, like, of course, they had a big TV in the back where we could all watch. So, right. anytime someone was going on, everyone was going to the TV because we wanted to support and we wanted to mm-hmm. watch. And if they made it or not, when they came off, we'd clap for them, we'd congratulate them. And it was just a great environment. And it wasn't like, like, other competitions where, like, everyone's, like, kind of, like, like eyeballing each other, like kind of like I'm gonna beat you, you know. I'm gonna beat you. But like, no, everyone. Wait, just, you my five forty. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was just like really supportive and just it was just a great time. Like it felt like it was just a bunch of people like coming together and just 
like dancing together. It was just a great time. If yeah. if there could have been like no eliminations, like that was that was really what it felt like. It felt like this amazing showcase, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's I think that was so encouraging. I could see that for like as a kid, that's really intimidating to see because I I did that whole spiel about like look at you're going against people that have been doing this their whole life. You know, they've been doing this longer than you were even alive. You know, and they're brilliant at what they do. So to be able to compete at that level, I'm not asking you to be them or be at that level. You just got to give all of you to just make sure you're at least contributing in your work, you know? And and so they understood that. But I think to to be around that and then have those people so like receptive of what who they were like can just like like she said i mean they're family to us you know mm-hmm. we've, we've known them for a long time and they just came up and, and gave the kids an energy and a confidence that they were able to you know like fuel up from that because it's it's scary it's intimidating knowing you got to go show what you do and you got all this pressure you know and so it, it was really nice i think the the whole energy backstage was just something that like i'm really appreciative that they got to experience and myself included yeah. it's interesting too they because they probably amped you up but they probably also calmed you down like mm-hmm. took the nerves yes. away oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like give you the energy to do a good performance but yeah. they've had so far they've had quite a run too but they're, oh, yeah. they're amazing they're incredible their work yeah. their precision to me I'm like what are their rehearsals like because yes. have you guys ever watched their rehearsals because I sit there and think they must go over this over and over and over and over to look mm-hmm. like that yeah, that's, what, that's what you get when you get like 30 people that are specialists in what yeah. they do I mean they're just their their energy going into it I can imagine is just something that you know, creates itself like these. Yeah, it's so impressive. Okay, so we can't talk about the cut in terms of outcome or anything else like that. But what type of preparation did you guys do for the cut? That was that was probably our hardest. Yeah, that that was definitely the set that took the most out of them for, for sure. When I look back on all three, I think the preparation was don't stop until the job's done mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they knew that I mean I, I remember I have like footage I just found the other day of like you guys in the hotel and everything and, oh, no. and they were uh, they were going through this <laughs> I mean they were like falling like Kaya <laughs> fell like flat on her back and we're like looking we're like get up and do it again yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I don't care that you're nine get up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just I mean I remember we I asked Trey to like do this insane tumble pass that we were originally trying to plan and he had like three seconds to do something that was really designated for like seven seconds it was like that last tumble pass and and it's just kind of like all right do it again do it again let's just keep trying it was just pushing everybody's limits I think even creatively um Josh the um from Hawaii actually um he was a, a choreographer that we brought on for the show he came in and and helped assist on like you know arranging the sets and putting everything together and we just kind of looked at each other and we're just like you just gotta keep pushing until we can get the result Mm -hmm. that we're happy with so I just think the preparation was okay what trick do do we have that's better what blow up do we have that's better and you know what what can we do choreography wise that's going to keep us you know on the map and everything and it's 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 also a, a, a strategy you know we really try to go in understanding that you know if we have this amount of tricks how do we spread them out over what the length of the show could look like so we were really just trying to do that on this end too just piece it together the best we could to make sense of what we could do to win you know (laughs) you forget like strategy does come into play with things Mm -hmm. like this 
It's kind of yeah. amazing. And, you know, everyone was, you guys were sequestered in the hotel, too, even though you're local, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 That's what I always found really interesting. So you guys were living in this whole world of dance yes. bubble. Yes. I think it was easier that way. I couldn't mm-hmm. distraction. Well, yeah. I think, too, it's like you all go your separate ways, you know, and then you have to all meet back up. It's just that energy is lost, you know. Once everybody knows, they go up to the room, they go to bed, they wake up, they're the same faces. Like, literally, you're <laughs> with mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. Breakfast at 8, 9 o'clock Pretty rehearsal. Much. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's like, it just gets you in this like routine where it's like it doesn't yeah it doesn't allow any distraction in mm-hmm. so it was easier did they have were the rehearsal studios set up to, per se or were the you they, were they spaces at the hotel that they made into rehearsal studios they had spaces but they were all shared community spaces i think that was probably mm-hmm. one of the it's most challenging like things first come yeah. first serve yeah. yeah oh okay that's so tough. You, you had yeah. to, you had to be there as soon as you got out from the, the place that we're shooting at, you had as soon as you got back, you had to go and get your spot. Like fight if you for didn't, the shuttles. Then you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get your spot. <laughs> and if you didn't have your spot, then you couldn't <laughs> practice in in there. So you'd have to find like somewhere outside or maybe oh, like. Oh my gosh, that, that makes remember, sense. I remember the funniest thing that we did when we practiced was it was really late and we had to get this routine down. Like we only had one day left and we had to go on tech. And so the only spot that was available was outside in this really big tent. And we all went out there, and we're like, like, it's hot in there once you, like, start practicing, but it was cold. So all of our bodies started steaming. Like, you just see the <laughs> oh, steam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was, like, steam coming off yeah. of head. It was weird. <laughs> it was funny. It was freezing outside, but they were, like, super hot from the, the rehearsal, and they were just steaming out of it. It was funny. <laughs> what am I doing to these kids? Yeah. And for anyone that's not in Los Angeles, we had a very wet and cold winter here, yes. just to give you guys an idea. And, like, <laughs> wet and cold, we don't know what to do with, so <laughs> we're a mess. Um, but this makes sense, too, because Kyle had told me that he was practicing, like, tapping in his hotel room just to find a space, like, late at night, yeah. and Fiction was next door, and he'd be like, sorry, dude, sorry, I'm <laughs> keeping you awake at midnight, you know? <laughs> you know what's funny? We, we got... So we got kicked out of that tent thing, but we hadn't even finished what we needed to do. And so we're, like, going around, and we just kept getting kicked out of places. So then we were like, you know what? We have to practice this trick that is in our set, and you'll actually see it in the... in the Tonight. Yeah, tonight, tonight in the, tonight. the cut. But it was one of the things that literally we didn't even have it down the night before because we didn't have any proper place to practice it. So we're up in our hotel on, I don't know, the 12th floor practicing all the way down the, we like the aisle. The in the hallway. Oh my. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense, but we were just like, what are we going to do? We're just gonna do? Yeah, we got to practice it. <laughs> we got to make so. this happen. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, the hour is up, you guys. Um, it's been oh. such a fast hour, but I, I have one final question for, for each of you. We'd love to know what you, your individual goals are in dance. Okay. What's your next thing? My next thing is to, well, obviously grow as a dancer, but I want to eventually open up my own studio, and hopefully it's just like Val's, just like the lab, and I want to open up a place where kids can come and just learn, learn from the beginning to the end, learn what's going to happen, and learn what did happen, and how did you get to this spot, and I really want to do that, and since I'm Christian, um, I want it to be a little bit more Christian-based, so. That's great. Yeah. Well, you would have loved that. You know, you've been such a great influence. Yeah, I've learned a lot from Val. Definitely. <laughs> I love that. How about you, Trey? Um, I don't. I, I don't have plans like for right now. Right now, of course, like growing as a dancer. But um, long-term goals that I have, like I just want to be able to help other kids. Not even kids, just like anyone, because there's so many people out there that they want to dance and they just don't know like who to go to. And I want to be able to be one of those people that they can go to when they want to learn how to dance or go take class. So I want to be able to travel and just teach and I just want to yeah. be able to help people find their passion and just find their motivation to dance. That's 
great mentorship is really important no matter mm -hmm. what industry you're in it's really Absolutely. it really makes a big difference how about for you because I, you're gonna have what I like to call um, and I, I'm a big gymnastics follower the Olympics <laughs> effect where all of a sudden like the Olympics end and then you are flooded with new students at your studio <laughs> that's going to happen you know that if yeah. you're not already seeing it already um, are you prepared for this growth like what is your vision yeah I mean it's been a long time in the works to to get here I mean it's probably over 15 years that I've been going with like owning a studio running a studio running dance teams and I think the seeing them just their feedback on what they want to do like it, it I can't help but feel even a certain amount of accomplishment with that because the entire purpose of everything we do is to teach people how to give back and teach other people mm -hmm. like that yeah. to me is is the basis of everything we do if you have something you're passionate about that you want to pursue that you have inside you that came because of somebody helping you yeah. bring that out so it's just it's just that cycle and so for me it's it's really like the more the merrier if, if you have a passion if you have something you want to get involved in if you just have something you want to share really I mean that's that's really what our studio is about and I'm definitely prepared for it we're ready to go to the next you know level with everything so it's coming yeah. I'm just letting you know it's coming you guys well congratulations to all of you and such a successful season of Thank World you. of Dance Thank you. Um, just let everyone know where they can find all of you online social media all that good stuff sure you can find us at in the lab 247 um that's our instagram in the lab 247.com is our website and yeah check us out a lot yeah. of good courses a lot of good opportunities and how about for you guys where can they find you on social media oh, um, you can find me at tradeyrego t-r-e-d-e-r-e-g-o that's my instagram name and youtube as well same thing and it's your real name too it not is just your instagram name. name no no it's my real name i swear um yeah yeah and you can find me at Little Sweets Two on Instagram and mostly on my social media, and that's L A L S W E E T S Two. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Thank this you. was fascinating, and I just always love hearing everyone's story and like how everyone came to World of Dance and how you guys are just killing it on the show. Thank, so. you. thank you so much. All right, I want to thank you guys for joining us here at To the Point. Next week's guest is going to be Dancing with the Stars Pro, and so you think you can dance All Star Allison Holker. So we will see you guys all next week. To the Point with Kristen Burt. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.